Hello everybody and welcome back to episode 11 of the Everything Motor Racing podcast. I am joined back again with Jacob Ward. Hi guys, what's happening? And also by Gary Lee from Pro53. Good, good afternoon, good evening everyone. <laughs> good morning, wherever you're listening to this. <laughs> yeah, they could be listening to it whenever. I always think that, like, when are the people listening to it? Because obviously I drop it like quite late my time, but by the time I wake up yeah. there's already a, a, few, a, like, a number of views on it. So I'm always a bit like, huh? When 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 have people listened to this? <laughs> All around the world, so it depends what time zone they're in. To be honest, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, because we've got yeah, because I was checking sometimes, and we've got quite a few Australians and stuff listening in and stuff. So it's, yeah, it's interesting to see where people are listening from. <laughs> yeah, we know we got the Australians because they keep saying, "Oh, mention Miller, mention Miller." <laughs> yeah, every time. Give respect to Miller. Like, yeah, we, I, I try, but I get shot down by these two. <laughs> Declan's been abs- over over exuberating for it though. You see, every every post he's done this week's been about Miller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's still not enough apparently. So, <laughs> yeah, he Some... started talking in an Aussie accent. There we do. Yeah, good day, mate. <laughs> oh, can't do it. I'm not even going to try. Here we go. <laughs> I can't even butcher that. Yeah, <laughs> Cro- <laughs> crocodile but... Dundee style. Yeah, um, I'm shocking accents. I think I can do a Scouse accent, but that's about it. But yeah, yeah that's good. You scan. <laughs> no, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> yeah, I'm Scouse. Kind of, kind of Scouse, but yeah. But um, I'm also going to have the uh, Moto America Superbike Race 2 on in the background. So if you hear me shouting and screaming, that's probably why, but I'll try and keep it to a low. But obviously it's, not me. it's not me or Jacob. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, they're racing in Virginia this week, and obviously we've got Max Flinders to support with our logos on his bike. So, you know, it should yeah, be a good race. Exactly. Go on, lad. Go on, lad. Yeah, I've just watched the um, Supersport race and uh, Richie Escalante has just ended SDK's five race win streak now. So that comes to an end, unfortunately, for SDK, but it means that the championship hots up a little bit more. Yeah, and to be fair, both of those deserve to be in the world championship somewhere for me. Yeah, both of them are very mm. solid riders. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not slated Moto America in the slightest, but at the end of the day, it is a national championship. Yeah. Yeah, but they are class. Like the pair of them, my like, SDK. I'll be battling. I've been banging the drum by him since he was a the Rebel rookies. You know, he's uh, he's class. I really like him. He's a good boy, and he's he's just a nice guy in general. Like genuinely, just as a whole, he's just a decent bloke. You know, so. <laughs> But like I can't speak for Escalante, but he seems all right. Like. Yeah, he seems all right, you know. But yeah, we've got a kind of a mixed episode today because obviously we've had the World Superbike Championship race today, so we'll cover a little bit of that. We've got Mugello next weekend in MotoGP, as well as Estoril in World Superbike. So that's going to be a fun weekend. That's going to be carnage to be able to report on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, so we've got a massively packed weekend next weekend, so quite excited for that. We've got a few little topics we want to talk about with Jacob wanting to talk about Mr. Tom Luffy. Um, I'm going to do a bit of ranting as well, so, you know, <laughs> sit back, relax, enjoy. Just us just going ham on whatever. <laughs> I think it's what you're about to say is pretty much justified, though. Well, I mean, Shane Byrne and Jamie Whitten both said exactly what I said live on air, or will say live on air. And I'm basically just going to expand on it because when I when I was listening to the coverage and Chamber said what I think, I was like, "Thank you." Yeah, it's <laughs> like, nice to have someone else back you up with it. Yeah, especially someone as we you know the caliber of Shane Byrne, you know, as well. When he's not getting cancelled. 
know. You can just point people in his direction. You can put people in his direction now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. if you want to send hate, direct it to Shane Byrne um, and don't say I sent you. All right, cheers, thanks. Yeah, Anon- by anonymous. Yeah, just I'll put like that anonymous mask on. <laughs> yeah, put the anonymous mask on, you know, and it'll just, you know, I am anonymous. <laughs> but yeah, so obviously we've had some, it was... A pretty interesting weekend in World Superbikes this weekend because we've had it was obviously racing in Aragon, which is home to some interesting races because you never know what you're going to get. You know, it's bang in the middle of kind of a, a deserty kind of area in Alcanyas, but you know, we've had a lot of wet races over the years there, and oh. still Jonathan Rayer doesn't matter what you put him on, what conditions you put him on, put him on a brand new bike, lower his revs, and he still comes out and wins. Yeah, the, the caliber of Johnny Ray just can't be justified enough. He's he's proven that he is probably the best superbike rider in the world ever, ever, ever. Yeah, probably ever. I'd, I'd probably go that far. Yeah, isn't he? That is the only. He's only the third rider in motorcycle history to win over a hundred races. Now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, joining obviously Agostini and Rossi. Not bad. The thing that's more impressive about that is Johnny Ray's 101 victories now yeah. are all in superbikes, whereas Agostini's and Rossi's are c- calculated across their whole world championships, not yeah. just yeah. the premier, not just the premier classes. So that's what makes it even more impressive. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's quite a few people who are like, "Oh, you can't compare them because you know Agostini and Rossi raced. You know, Rossi's had to do it literally." By, so he's 100, and I think it's 15, 115, it might be 116 actually. Mm. His wins, he's taken, he's done that in 116 races. You know, he's had to do that week in, week out, whereas Reyes, you know, won two every weekend and now three every weekend. Yeah. And Agostini was winning the 350s and the 500s. But it doesn't matter. What matters is the fact that they've won 100 races. Yeah, they can recognize his game. Yeah. yeah, literally, like the end of the day, what you've got to think is he still had to win them. Yeah. It's not like no, it's, it's not like Will Superbike is a retirement home, like despite what some people think. You can't, yeah, you can't compare them as in like a, you know they were in the same race against each other because obviously someone would have half the amount as the other one then. But it, yeah. you can compare it in how impressive it is to get to oh, that unreal. number of victories, that especially in this day and age. Yeah. Oh, massively, massively. But um, that's what, yeah, that's what's the most impressive thing is that to keep the hunger, to keep winning, not just winning multiple races, but championships and whatever's thrown at them. Um, still going on and you know I think yeah he could have had three victories this weekend yeah, if it yeah. wasn't that's a bold claim I know he, I, I, I agree I, I think he could have I don't there. think he could have taken it to red in, in the set in the third race because obviously he wasn't on slicks Mm. Yeah, but he so, lost. Like he lost. He lost probably five, six seconds going through the gravel after Gerloff decided to bomb dive him. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And he then slowed down either. too much, and then he slowed down too much, kind of put his hand. And he, he didn't really have to let the others go through because he was in front of them anyway. So yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, just goes to show what a class guy is. I, but I get what you're saying. That he, you know, the, the, to have the brain to do that after you've just been like hit off track, like fair play mm. to him. But I do believe that Redding was pretty much unbeatable that race. He, he had the right setup, the right tyres. I don't think Ray would have beaten him even without Gulloff. Yeah, I mean, well, he needed, he needed that good. Ray, again, Ray was the best of the rest on, who weren't on slicks at the end of the day. Yeah, Ray so, def- Redding definitely needed that, obviously, because then we're kind of moving from race two backwards. But <laughs> obviously, in the Super Bowl yeah, race, yeah. he went for wet, thinking, you know, the track would get wetter. 
and the strategy didn't pay off, you know, and he was, you could tell even like five, six corners in, he was shaking his head, he was angry because he knew instantly that it was the wrong, you know, the wrong tyres. He thought he had the advantage and then we saw him drop down to eighth place by the end of the race, you know, and he was yeah. seething, you know, so then he then went out on slicks in race two and was only one of two riders to do it and take that massive risk. And thankfully, he's, he's paid off for him. And to actually do it, like, that's... That, I, you've got to respect Redding for doing that. Yeah, massively. Because that took balls. He, you know, he is a title contender at the end of the day. That, that took Tony's to do that. Yeah, well, he said that. <laughs> he said that in the interview, didn't he? He said, you know, that's what they say, that you have to have massive cojones to try it. So. Yeah, you've got to have coconuts to yeah, even attempt yeah. it, like. And to ride it is even harder, I think, because you go slightly offline. You're on the floor. Look at Chaz. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I was gutted when Chaz Yeah, I was, I was gutted for Chaz because he's, really he's had a really good weekend and kind of um, a fantastic ride across, you know, the whole weekend he's been doing and to kind of, you know, not necessarily stick two fingers up, but just to say, look, actually, you know, he's, mm. I was, he was winning races at the end of last year. Yeah. Getting, getting dumped by the, the main factory team. He did, yeah, no, he did, and I think it was a good, it was a really good response from him because, you know, he's pretty much on the same bike he was on last year, mm. um, but to get to get dumped out of the, uh, get dumped out of the factory team and uh, Ronaldo had a stinker of a weekend, oh, unfortunately for him. For Rinaldi, yeah. I'm not really sure. There's, there's obviously something's gone on there because we saw him on the the same bike last year, doing, riding, you know, exceptional. Oh, well, worst bike, doing better, so. Mm. Mm. It's really intriguing. It's really strange listening to all the riders. So many of the riders all over the weekend really commented on how odd it was to be there and not Philip Island starting the championship. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm just about to say. I think it threw a lot of riders. Like, it, it shouldn't, because it's just a piece of tarmac. <laughs> but I think for a lot of riders, the vibe was off. It's mental. It's, it's all mental games. Yeah, 95% of the race is done up at stairs, isn't it? At the yeah. end of the day. Absolutely, all done on the top of the dome, like you know. And that's why champions are able to block it out and win wherever. Yeah, they don't complain. They don't complain about things like that, do they? <laughs> no, exactly. No. They just get on with it, you know. And while we're um, while we're on Ducati, what do you think is the best looking Ducati <laughs> of the of them all? I rate that Motor Corsa one massively. Yes, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, but I do yeah. like the black. Yeah. I do like the black Barney livery as well. But that Motor Corsa with Bassani. Yeah. Yeah, but I like Passani's because um, he got the underseat exhaust as well. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? Yeah. And I think that just makes it. It, it looks spectacular. Like, a... I just I like everything about that motorcycle bike. Yeah, I mean, Ducati's always look great anyway. You know, the single arm, yeah. swing arm, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he got, he got the little Italian flags on the wings. That just, you know, just, just a, the little details. Mwah. Isn't it? Chef's kiss. Yeah. Mwah. Like, and some of like the technical things, like, we just got sent before we were actually recording this. Because um, obviously Chaz crashed today and the team posted some things. And Chaz is running the um, the rear brake reservoir through the ABS pump on his yes. bike. And that was really interesting, you know. Like, the Very technology and things that they go into to do these things is crazy. Yeah. Like, that's MotoGP level stuff, that is. Yeah. It's top. You think they was they was running the lighter wheels as well? I'm not really sure how I felt about those. But the red, the white mm. wheels, yeah, on the Rubers. Yeah. Oh, they were horrible. <laughs> oh, wrong. wrong. What? Wrong. How? They looked brilliant with one red and one, uh, one black and one white wheel. I, I ain't seen that. I just I'm seen like sure. the two white. Yeah, I, I saw the two white. They were about silvery white. white. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but like, the the one the, the um, I think what they do it. They're slicks of white. 
of like over this weekend, and the wet tires were black wheels. Mm. Um, so, and I saw one like I can't. It must have been a practice session, but um, Reading had a white rear and a black front, Something and like... it looked amazing. I'm gonna go through the uh, it... Ducati media images now and have a look. Yeah, I I don't know where I saw it. I I said if I knew, but I haven't got a clue. But it looked amazing. Yeah, race two they had just the all blacks, so that was what they were running the wets on, wasn't it? I know. No, the slicks. Yeah, they had it all all white. Mm. I can't even remember. I don't know how they were running it to be honest. Um, but yeah, the white, both white looked awful. Like I can't see that. Yeah, the Barney. I like the Barney decay as well. Yeah, Barney's great. Yeah, it's a shame T- Tito Rabat wrecked, did his best to ruin it. Well, I think he had a, a breakdown, didn't he, in one of the races? Yeah, he did. Yeah, it's not the way you wanted it to go. But I do like the, um, just to change up the championships a bit, the uh, Warhorse Ducati, the, you know, the New York one that Loris Baz is riding. That's love. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or the, um, the Kyle Wyman bike as well. That one's nice. Oh, no, no. I, I love Kyle Wyman. I think he's a brilliant rider, but this he, he's completely ruined that Ducati for me. <laughs> oh, really? I understand that it's for the sponsor, it's for Panera Bread, so yeah. it has to be green. Yeah. But my God. <laughs> You're not a fan? I, it's interesting. Just, let's, just, let's just leave what it at that. Think? I hate say it. it. Come on. Be <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> You know, like the protesters where um, people protest against food, they throw red paint all over people. Yeah. Someone do that to his Ducati. <laughs> what do we think of the Go 11? Yeah, I like, I it. like it. The, the blue, innit? Yeah, I, I quite like it. It looks better than last year's. Last yeah. year's was a bit of a mixed match, but I, I really like this year's one. I think the leathers and all that look pretty decent. Yeah, it looks like yeah, the yeah, uh, like Leopard, Leopard um, 3 bike a little bit. Mm. Similar yeah, colour. But yeah, it's quite nice, and obviously um, it looks good on Chaz. Chaz looks good on anything, to be fair. I just, he always does a pretty like, decent lid and stuff, oh, yeah. His lid designs are spectacular. Yeah, I don't know if people try to clean Chaz as an Englishman. No chance. Yeah, it's only because you're Welsh. He's an Englishman. No, he's not. He's not. He is Welsh. Harry <laughs> Foot's a disputed land. Leave me alone. Well, he crashed today, so yeah, he's Welsh. But when he's winning, he's English. <laughs> like Andy Murray at Wimbledon. Race one in the Super Bowl race, he was British. But then for race three, he was, uh, yeah. was Welsh. It's like John McPhee, you know, all year he's been Scottish. But the P5 last time out, yeah, he's British. Yeah. Race guy, you know. Yeah. No, right. Trying to be a Scottish next weekend when he goes back to crashing. Like. <laughs> Ouch. Yes. Oh, I say shout, shout out to Folger. Yeah. Pretty, uh, yeah. Yeah, he, he screwed um, up the last call. Uh, P7, P, P, P7, I think it was in the end. Or did he get the. Yeah, he would have been P6. Yeah. He'd done top rack into the final corner and then went wide. And got done by um, Top Rack well. and Gurloff coming out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because he did do. He done, he done them both, didn't he? Going into the last couple of laps and yeah, then got. But yeah. no, I think because he, he had a pretty decent ride in the, um, the second race as well, so I had a I had a little mention for him. Yeah, um, he's done really well, you know. Um, I think to come back from what he's done. Yeah, because he struggled a little bit in race one yesterday. Uh, I think a lot of riders did, you know, as they're trying to bed it in and get onto it. But mm. then in race two today, he was spectacular. All BMWs were, you know. Michael Van der was an absolute demon on those brakes today. Absolutely yeah, spectacular. Nice. You know, Raya could not get past him until he took some weird, dodgy line out of T10. Um, Do you know what? I, the rear. 
when I when I first saw the BMWs at the start of the weekend, and I saw they were running Nissan brakes, I was fearing the worst. Yeah, but that's been put to bed. Simple as they they, they, was, they were fast as well. Yeah, like the few occasions where like Sykes was coming up in, especially in race three, but. You say, look, you got to look at Folger as well. His results in <clears throat> the second two races, and yeah, I was I was impressed with the BMWs. That 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 bike is so new mm. and a lot of different concepts about it. And if yeah, you know, if if Johnny Ray hadn't gone and done what he'd done, you know, I think actually it was a bit of an odd one because they were they were bigging up the BMWs quite a lot, and it is impressive what they've done yeah. and saying about the new bike. But let's not forget, Kawasaki bought a new bike out and got a one-two in its first two races. Yeah, and Alex Lowe's done <laughs> on a brand new bike. Like Alex Lowe's, yeah, Lowe's has well. been really consistent. Yeah, and and, and they and didn't really make that. much of it being a new bike. They yeah. didn't really yeah. say much about it. They well, were bigging up BMW. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. The World Superbike have said it's not, and that's the thing. Um. They, they've had to go back to their old red limit because not enough of the bike is new. Oh, right. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, they've, they've um, lost something like 600 revs, which, you know, it, it's not much, but it, it helps. Yeah, it's enough to hinder them, but John often hinders Ray. Apparently, all they did was change the pistons. So. Mm. Nah, that's, that's, not, that's not what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I, I think it's a more of, a, more of a, a trying to level the playing field a bit. Yeah, but that that obviously as well because like because it's a new bike and they will dent it before they get it right. Look what they did with Ducati. So yeah, that that's obvious. I I wouldn't dispute the fact that that's something to do with it. So yeah, no, but impressive though. You know, it was it was good. There was there was a point in race three at the end where you had. I mean, Redding was out on his own because he was just a masterclass from him in race yeah, three. Like but you had you had um, Ducati. You had the Kawasaki's. Both Kawasaki's, both BMW. BMWs, and Top Rack all yeah. fighting for P2. You know, so it was really good to see um, like a mix you know, of four, manufacturers, four yeah. manufacturers up there. Yeah, um, I mean, Honda were a bit adrift in race three. Uh, Baptista's done pretty well in race one and two. I know he had the off on the final lap, but uh, that was mechanical. Yeah, um, not a, not rider error. Um, yeah, that's but, it. Uh, they. They did. They did pretty well in race one and two, but yeah, they were quite adrift in race three. But uh, good to see so many manufacturers up there. Good to see yeah. so many manufacturers. You up know there what? I, I think that the BSB boys who are running BMW at the minute are probably going to be rubbing their hands right now after seeing this. Yeah, we'll speak to <laughs> man Danny. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but not only I, him, yeah. but all the because obviously there's um Andy Owen as well. Yeah, like the well, you've got BMW. yeah, you've got the F the FHO team that have taken over from Smiths, OMG, mm. uh, and Synetic BMW. So you've got three, and if you look at actually testing and stuff like that, you'll see that all three teams have been very very strong. That's good. But what I mean is, BMW have struggled these past couple of years. If oh, we're yeah. being honest, absolutely, yeah. Mm. So yeah. to see them at the front of a world championship race has to bode well if you were. Not move to BMW like on the new M thousand. You must be thinking, oh, here we go, yay! Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be yeah. I I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if we saw multiple victories across all categories that that new bike's running in. I'd Absolutely, be yeah, yeah. It'd be bold. It'd be good. It'd be, yeah. I mean, and speaking on multiple manufacturers going to the top, World Supersport. We had three different manufacturers take it from the win today. Well, not 
not for mm. today, but over the weekend, you know, the yeah, the MV Augusta finally, you know, attacking for the win yesterday yeah. before attacking <laughs> in the prominent world. Quite literally attacking with um Mr. Tully smashing Cluzel off. But Yeah, uh, that was from <laughs> Yeah. How no, similar was it though to last year? How how crazy similar was it to last year? The same rider getting done by an MV, yeah. pretty much an identity, pretty much an identity. Yeah. You know, he has Luzel getting taken out. Yeah, and Luzel is the most unlucky rider in the world. I think yeah. I've never you seen think... a rider so unlucky. It's horrible because I was saying as well. He's, um, I think it was uh, Shaky Burn was saying in in that last. Last year, when he had that accident and broke his leg, yeah, he'd already. He, I think, did, did Am I right in saying he was either referring to another rider or he was referring to Cluzel that he has to use his right foot for gears because his left yeah. ankle yeah. is fused together? Yeah, that's Cluzel, yeah, yeah, that's so, right. Yeah, so there's two other riders that's Cluzel, which so he shifts with his right instead of his left, um, because his left is fused, um, yeah, and then you know, he had that, and then yeah, you must have just feared the worst yesterday when you see him go down but uh yeah he handled it really classy because he saw that Tooley was Injured, obviously in a bad yeah, way yeah so he kind of sat next to him which I, again you know going back to what was discussed a few weeks ago about the shenanigans we saw in MotoGP mm, what, yeah. a cla- what a class what a classy rider you know to you know be taken out like that and in a horrendous crash and go over to him you know in- instantly mm. recognize that your fellow competitor Someone who's just taking you out is 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 not in a in a good way. Yeah. And to sit there, with, I, I thought that was a really classy move actually. And then you know he went on today and absolutely yeah. amazing ride in in, in race two. Oh, yeah. You went wrong though. It it deserves praise because quite frankly we don't see enough of it. No, we don't. Hundred yeah, percent. Too many ships is getting lower and lower, and it's just. It's yeah. a right. fine line between a fighting spirit and just being a bit of a sport brat. And yeah. you know, there's a, there's a, there is a few you want you want athletes and you want these riders to kind of be hungry and and, and be pushing. And obviously, emotions can run high. Yeah. But on the same, but on the same token, when things happen and you criticise people, you then have to, I think, make an even bigger deal with of things like that when there's a really good like show of sportsmanship, maybe like if you want to call it that. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. think I agree. I mean. You know, in Moto Three, there's there's quite a few um, egos and stuff like that. If we're gonna and Moto yeah. Two as well, we're in Supersport, it's quite level. And Cluzel is a perfect example. Cluzel is, you know, he's just a really decent all round guy. You know, he's he's just a nice guy. So I was so happy to see him up there today. You know, because he got screwed over. I say today, obviously in race two for the Supersport. In case you listen mm. to like in like a moth's time, and you're like, what when? <laughs> but um, you know, <laughs> so he obviously. His team made a massive mistake and didn't put enough pressure into his tyres, which meant and Pirelli oh, before each race, they basically will go and check three random riders to check their temperatures. And Cluzel was one of these riders, and it was found that his bike's tyre was, was running under pressure, which forced him one to PS, the back of the grid. One PS under the bar, yeah. Flipping it, yeah. Literally that one, one PS under the bar. Yeah, yeah shades of Quattararo at Sepang a couple of years ago on the speed up, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly that. You know, and so for then Cluzel to just basically come from P26, 25 on the grid and come to the first place, he was leading the race at one point before dropping back mm-hmm. to third, is stunning. Like, that is a testament to how strong this rider is. You know, Considering um, what happened to him yesterday as well. I think yeah. Yeah, he was P. 
he was up to P12 by lap two. Yeah. <laughs> he was up to P, P4 by lap seven. <laughs> absolutely phenomenal ride by Cluzel. You know, if there's any rider on that grid who deserves a championship, it's Jules Cluzel. <laughs> That comes with age as well, though, doesn't it? I think, what's yeah. he, 32? Is he 32, 31? Yeah, he's, he's wrong side of 30, though, yeah. Oh, God. He's, he's, yeah, I think he's 31. He doesn't look it. Well, um, well, if you want a sign of his age, he's a 250 GP podium man. Yeah, he's been around a long time. You know, he, like, um, he's on... His only podium was at uh, Qatar, because apparently um, I... From what I remember about it, they had an absolute genius of a 2009. He's got a motor two Silverstone podium, hasn't he? Yeah, I, I, but I believe he's his only 250 podium was um, was Qatar because apparently he had a like a year or two year old Aprilia. Yeah. But apparently the, the team, the guy who set the bikes up, was apparently a god at setting it up in Qatar. And oh, right. only Qatar because of the altitude. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so apparently the bike was making like 20 brake more than everybody else's bike. Yeah. Um, well, uh, because yeah. of the jetting and stuff. Like, I, I can't, I'll have to look at that properly, but that, that's what I remember. Yeah, Moto, Moto, so 250 in 2009 yeah. got a podium in Qatar. The following yeah. year, 2010, Moto2, third in Qatar and got a win in Britain yeah. in 2010. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah I think it's Moto2. And he's been around. He, 11, just, he did twenty thirteen. That was eleven. That was eleven years ago. <laughs> oh, you know he's he's been around everywhere. He's done He raced for a uh, Crescent Suzuki World Superbikes in twenty thirteen. He's been everywhere. You know, <laughs> he's, he's just a good old road rider, is Cluzel. Yeah, and he's he's a super sport specialist. I think mm, he's a six hundred body. Yeah, he is. You know, you see these riders. Some of them will excel in the lower classes, and then you know, like Angel Nieto, if you look back in the classes, you mm. know back in the time and you know he's a rider who just excels on the 600s you know whereas other riders may do better like Keenan Safoglu for example um he's obviously one of the best super sport riders ever you know five titles and with his interview where he was making more money than super bike riders back in the day because of the contract clauses he had you know and wow. so you know these riders he's a cluzel is a Fantastic you, rider who deserves yeah. a title, I but, think. If you look at his record, I, I didn't realise he'd been in Super Sports. He's been in Super Sports since 2012. Yeah. And and never and finished run, lower than... Yeah. He's never, he's never finished lower than fourth in the championship. He's finished fourth twice. Apart from that, he's been in the top two yeah. every mm-hmm. year, but not but not won it, which is a real shame. Yeah, which is... And that was on, what, Hondas? He's with MV Augustas. He's with Yamahas. He's with weird Yamaha teams, like that Indian one that came in for a season or two and yeah. disappeared again. And he still was battling, winning races. You know, he is put him on a super sport and he'll win races. You know, <laughs> yeah, you will get your wins. Like he's a very classy six hundred rider. Some people are just made for it now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I, I really rate him. You know, and we saw he's doing all that with no data, basically. Yeah, because even something like shifting with the other foot is going to make the bike behave differently. Yeah. So yeah, oh, made on his own back. Yeah, fair, fair play to that guy, you know. And, yeah, and it's it's thankfully we're seeing as well some more different manufacturers come to the front in the Supersport class because it's her rest, the last few years it's been a Yamaha Cup, but you know now we've had the Philip Hurtle take a podium in race one and then he stacked it to two today, but then we had De Rosa take a podium in the second race, 
Yeah, so it's Kawasaki mm. just edging back up the roster again. But, you know, Stephen Odendahl's Evan Bro's bike is tuned to perfection. The advantage wow, that yeah, bike that has on the streets. What a what yeah. a what a team! I think you know that special mention to them because yeah. you know, they've won the championship the last couple of years in a row. And yeah, then, yeah. I think Odendale had a pretty bad accident and got injured, didn't he, in pre-season? Yeah, really bad. Right. My um, side, yeah. And they they were they weren't sure whether he was going to start the championship or not. Mm. So to him for him to then go and and he was you know he's been a ton of top five guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to go out and take the win and. You know, it was really impressive in in race as well. It was uh, yeah. yeah, good, 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 good for them. You know, to show you know what I can't remember so. who said it. Um, but some someone said um, the Evers Bros Yam sounds like a spaceship. Yes, but what they do into it? Yes, I have no idea who said that, but I've yeah. heard that. Um, I'm just watching Mr. the Mid America now. <laughs> but who was it? Who was it? Um, to Paris, I want to say. I th- I c- I think you might be right. Actually, genuinely. I genuinely think you might be right with that. I think it was some Tom to Paris. But um, apparently they tuned it to such perfection, but it sounds like a spaceship. Yeah, I, like, I, I think they, it was like the layer part of super sport, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's yeah. the thing is that they've got such an advantage. But it, there's there's so many that it's regulated a lot more than even what like super sport is in BSB. Yeah, it's massively um, regulated. What you're what you're not allowed to do as opposed to what you are allowed to do. But apparently they're just you know they're absolute you know precision. Mm. In in going through everything, you know, it just goes to show, doesn't it, that those small, you know, well, it got him a win, didn't it's it? The difference um, between a good team and a, an average team, isn't it? Yeah, about absolutely exactly. that. Um, and I've just found out, yeah, it was Tom to Paris. So uh, I was chatting to him about it ages ago, and he basically said that the engine does sound like a spaceship. It sounds different to everybody else's, which you know, it's it's in the rules, it's in the regulations. It has been tested. So what mm. the what on earth they're doing to that bike to make it? sound different you know to produce a different engine note to everybody else you know it's clearly working whatever they're doing you know because the engine well, they note... got him the win definitely got in the win today that was yeah. that was definitely the difference of yeah the win today. and yesterday um... you know he was drafting uh agatha on the straight and agatha could do nothing about it you know he got past him you know they probably have an extra two three horsepower that's not because they're cheating or anything it's genuinely just because the bike is tuned to like just perfect. Absolute perfection, yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, speaking of Dommy, how good is it to see Tenkarty back at the front? Oh, finally, you know, after yeah. their days. You know, they, yeah. they did well back with VDM a... back in the days with them, so. What a good outfit they are. Yeah, class. Yeah. Absolute class. Good. Really good to see them. Um, yeah. Like, obviously, yeah, we saw Baz up there in the last year. Yeah. But um, seeing them in Super Sport, like, you kind of feel like they're home. Yeah, you do, yeah. And um, such a history in that that championship, you know that you know, and they did a really really good job, you know, punching well above their weight. Yeah, superbikes, as you say, you know, a good a few good rides and opportunities, but the, the you know the difference between being you know a, a, an amazing supersport team and an, an average superbike team is, is is massive, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. it is. You know, and it takes. No, I don't. I don't mean that disrespectful in any way at all, because I think they're a really classy outfit, but. Um, I think it's a bigger step up from Supersport to Superbike in terms of being a team than it is from Moto2 to MotoGP. Yeah, 100%. Oh, sorry. I'm just watching the... Um, oh, dear. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just watching Moto America first corner. Baz has just absolutely destroyed somebody's race. I don't even... I can't, he, um, he came in. He's cut about four riders up and then pushed two riders. So a rider was in the top... Fr- I can't see who it is. But a rider who was literally right at the front is just pushed to, like, last place. 
I think oh. it was uh, one of the Suzuki's. And they're now dead last. I think they're moving up a lot. Oh, I hope it didn't come. Yeah. Well, can't be, no, I think I think it might be actually because there's Bobby Fong. Mm, oh, this no. is useless to anybody listening because there's no visual. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> like well done, Loris. <laughs> oh, that's a big sad. I tell you what. Yeah, that sucks. But yeah, it's currently who is it? It's Carl Wyman in second. I've just realised Carl Wyman's in second place <laughs> on the on the baby pink green Ducati. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's Gagne Wyman Heron at the moment. So interesting. Oh. So yeah, if you hear me shouting like that. <laughs> I do apologize. <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, I want to as well touch on something that's doing my head in a little bit, which is... The... <laughs> Here we go. The floor Here is yours. Go. <laughs> Let's go. So I want to say as well, like I've said, Shane Byrne also said this on TV. Jamie Whittam has said it and agreed. I think the World Supersport Championship, 300 Championship, is useless. I think the championship is a complete waste of time. And that's no disrespect to any of the riders who are in that championship because, you know, it's a great championship for riders who are coming up. It provides them a place, you know, it's cheap to race in, you know, and it can project them to, you'd hope, sorry, it can project them onto better things. But the class is just a waste of time because there is no progression. No teams are looking at these riders in this class to promote them. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's only really two, maybe three riders who have left the class and actually done well. You know, Andy Vadoya, who obviously is a World Supersport Championship race winner, now racing in CV Moto2. You've got Manuel Gonzalez, who was a European Talent Cup champion beforehand, before he joined the class and won the championship. And then you've got Maria Herrera, who's obviously riding a Moto E and she's riding the European Supersport Championship. And I can't see any of the riders who have done well after leaving the class, you know. This grid in 2021 has three ex-champions of Mark Garcia, who came into the championship a few years ago after winning Rebel Rookies races as a wild card and won the opening race. So the team were like, oh, you know, damn, you know, this guy's good. And kept him on for the full season. And he won the championship. Yeah. And he's still there now. You know, he left the championship. And you think, okay, right, he's going to get up to the super sport. He's going to progress into something. Where did he progress? He progressed to the CV Moto3 championship. And did mm. badly, and now he's I mean, back to where he's that's kind of a That's kind of a logical sidestep. It is, but it just shows the level that it's below the CEV. You know, you, you know you've got Anna Carrasco, who's won the championship a few years ago, and hasn't followed it up. Yes, she was injured last year quite horrifically, but the season before yeah. that, she didn't follow it up. You know, and then you've got Jeffrey Brewers, who won the championship last year, and he's still there this year. You know, where's I the think money? The main- the main problem with the Supersport 300 is there's no out. Yeah, it's just you get in there and you're stuck. It's a mm. dead... It's, I've said it before, I'll say it again. It's where careers go to die. You know, you get in that championship <laughs> and you're, you're you not coming wrong, out though. of it. You're not coming out oh, of like, it. You, if you get out of the Supersport 300, you've done well, yeah. if we're being totally honest, because it's yeah. just... It's, it's just... Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. It's, um, I get that it's a production championship. It's designed to almost be... I think it's designed to be a precursor to Moto3. Think I think so. that was the idea. But it's not. Mm. It's not even a precursor to World Supersport. You, you, you can't transfer anything other than the fact you twist a throttle and put tyres on the ground. There's no yeah. similarities. <laughs> well, I mean, the fact that Tom Bouvemus is in there now and winning, like, massive respect to Tom. He's now leading the championship. But he's in the championship. And he's a... Tom, this championship is, like, 20-30% lower than what his skill level is. You know, Tom is a mm. stunningly good rider. And you, you, if you follow BSB, you all remember his stunning season when he raced for the RS 
Kavara Project's team and was just destroying everybody, winning like by sec winning races by like fifteen seconds, and then went to the CEV Moto Three Championship and was leading races as a rookie before getting injured. Then got to the Moto Three yeah. World Championship and now he's in the Super Sport Championship and he's twenty five racing against fifteen year olds. You know, you're like. I think yeah, that's hell? yeah. That's where the that's where the problem is. Is when you get um, categories where more established, shall we say, some most of the time a bit older riders yeah. haven't really got a clear path of where they want to go. Yeah. So they step yeah. back to categories that they probably you know that that were necessarily designed as a stepping stone to be in the same paddock as the World Superbikes. Hopefully, you know, get some mentor and mention some backing from teams so they can you know get used to the circuits, get used to being part of the circus as it were. Yeah. But I think when you get when you get riders stepping back, um, you know, which yeah. is, you know, which is not, you know, unfortunately sometimes that's what they feel they have to do. But it, it is real detriment to the rest of it. Um, yeah. yeah. And you I think you're not you see that anymore then, yeah. Well it's not just that as well. It's just then you if you're if you're a young rider who's like aspiring to 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 progress in a championship, yeah. your performances get clouded because then you're up against someone who, yeah, theoretically you should be racing in a few years' time, but they're coming back with all that experience. And so all of a sudden you get one or two riders who come along, as you say, and dominate uh, mm. a championship. You then, you know, you take away the limelight from a young rider who could be putting in some astonishing performances, but, you know, getting a P3 or a P4 instead of a P1 and P2. And it, and it makes a big, big difference when you're that age. Yeah. You know, getting used to winning and getting used to see, you know, because let's be honest, I mean, I'll, I'll come, I'll cover this in a second about another point about coverage and stuff. But, you know, with the 300 championships and some of these lower championships in motorsport, they, they only really talk about who's first and second and third. They don't really, yeah. talk, if you're, if you're, if you're off the rostrum, you'll be lucky if you even get a picture yeah. or, okay, or 10, 10 seconds of airtime. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, you could be forgiven for not knowing. Spot it on. is sad, yeah, and, and I, yeah, and it really is, and I, and I think that's probably where I know that there is a, it's a, it's a fine balance because you obviously want to see natural progression, so you don't yeah. want to limit limit riders or people stepping in, but you need to have something in place where you can't just be a really well established rider or 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 and or driver and step back into a championship that you're probably too good for. Yeah, he's massive, um, Tom, for example, massively too good for the championship. Hmm. Yeah, because you know, I would, and, but then, you know, I would. put him on six hundred, mate, and he would dominate. I'm not even but joking. He is Moto three level, but but is he winning level? Mm, but the thing is, like, but if I you think could... that's the yeah, that's that's the prob- That's one of the problems, I think. And also, I think that then the super sport and the super bike teams, you know, I think that if you had an overhaul where the three hundred championships, yes, they're probably independent or people, but. What mm. if you kind of create created more of a ladder and a stepping stone? Like the Provec team um, with Alan Carrasco. You've got the... Exactly. But, like, the thing yeah. is, you don't see too many big sponsors in there. You know, you go into the class, and there's only one rider sponsored by Monster, or even by an energy drink, which is Anna Carrasco, and that's only because the Provec have a brand deal. You look through the riders' helmet deals, the brand deals they're wearing, the suits they're wearing, and there are all these cheap, random, knockoff brands that you've never even heard of. You know, there's no money being put into these riders for, you know, decent leather sponsors, decent this, decent that. But, why, but they, then it's the double-edged sword, isn't it? It's like, why would you put money yeah. into, a, because into the class? It's not even being reported. You can barely 
Like, no one, if I'm blatantly, bluntly honest, no one cares about it because you've got Moto3 and CEV doing so well. Yeah, like, if I came down to it and I, had, I got to watch just SSP 300 or uh, Moto3 CEV, I know I'm watching. Yeah, absolutely. Like, CEV. You don't have to choose, so you can watch Supersport 300. Yeah, and it's great uh, racing. I, I just want to put it out there. Like, yeah. today's racing was ridiculous. It was fantastic to yeah. watch. But no one cares. <laughs> but, but it's like, it's like, um, it's good racing at a low level. Yeah. And that's the problem. Because you like, just I, know I, I don't see any. Yeah, like, if we're being completely honest, uh, would you promote any of them to, like, the, the only teams who would take them probably would be, like, a Proustal. Yeah. Or, you know, some someone of, a, like, a B team, with all respect to Proustal. I wouldn't promote them to Moto3. I'd put them in no, CB, but I wouldn't promote them to would would get a world championship ride, so no, this is yeah. their best shot at world championship. Is to well, progress think, through. Yeah, well, what, we talked last week. Yeah, we talked last week about how stacked the MotoGP paddock is with Moto Three, Moto Two, and, and the MotoGP uh, riders across the whole paddock. We talked about how stacked it was, but I think that's more of a championship perspective. So the championship need to be doing more, more of a deal of making more of the riders in the championship. Yeah, but also ma- making the progression easier and better from 300 to start a uh, uh, super sport yeah. to super bikes yeah because they... then what you do is you then you attract better talent yeah into yeah. the 300 you know and then and then obviously better better talent then you know you can get better opportunity better marketing opportunity and so on and so forth yeah. uh, i don't know how the prize money is distributed as well sometimes that can be a thing because i know that there are a lot of championships that mainly folk you know i don't know this for a fact um regarding um the 300s but uh mm. i i imagine that uh, you know if you look across multiple championships you know people that have the least amount of prize money or opportunity to progress tends to have a, a, a less caliber of uh of rider or, or athlete so yeah, yeah. no it's I, the I, same I, with I, anything I, they do they need to they need to make a big deal of it and 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 actually try to attract you know stop older riders coming back into it um, yeah, let's be honest. Should be like a, that... an age cap of like twenty two, twenty three. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, exactly. The championship, if you look through, is stacked full of. I'm going to use a horrific word now, but it's stacked full of CV Moto three rejects. You know, you got the yeah, it, you got it, the Kamikamis. You got the oh, guy. You got the. Are you watching Moto America as well? <laughs> yeah, sorry, but yeah, you got. Can you just flipped up <laughs> the order, but um, he, he, I think it was a yeah, a time in it, it seems like an error, yeah. But, um, you know, you see, you know, I can't remember the guy's name, sorry, who won the race one, number 10, uh, Ariati. You know, he's raced for the Avinti team in the CEV Moto3 Championship. Kawakami's got World Championship Moto3 wildcards and, you know, replacement rides. You've got Vicente Perez, who did half a season in Moto3. You've got Tumbo Vamos. Oh, Perez, oh my God. But, like, you know, you've got so many rejects in the class. It's literally, like... Yeah, Why? it's a horrible word to use, but that is the only way you can describe them, is no. Moto3 failures. Yeah, so I agree massively with Gary, mm. you know, there needs to be a system in place where, no, you don't go into the class because you can't get a ride anywhere else. You go into the class as a progression with a clear place in line to get out of the class the next year. You know, the champions of the class are not being offered the rides to go to CV. They're not being offered the yeah. rides to go to Supersport. They're just like, nah, you know, people... They should are... do it like Talent Cup things, where... You get a ride from TV. Yeah. Yeah. They should offer something to a rider to make them go, yeah, okay, I want to leave. But the thing is, if you're a CV yeah. by a three rider, you've jumped into this class, you're not going to be like, oh, yeah, I'll take this ride and go back to the CV, are you? 
Because at that point, you might be no. too old for a three-world championship. You want to go to Super uh, Let's be honest. If you've gone back to SSP, you're not getting back into a Moto3 sh- sh- No, no chance. No chance in hell. The only way that's ever going to happen is if you win the lottery and are able to fund a team. Yeah, because yeah. at the end of the day, the talent, like we've said previously, in the Euro- European Championship, in the Rebel Rookies, and the CV Moto3 is too stacked. It's too like Diego Moreira yeah. for last week, for example, tested mm-hmm. the Red Bull KTM um, in place of Yamo Masia, who's injured. You know, Moreira and is... smashed a lot of the field. Yeah, he destroyed dad. them. You know, he's a CV yeah. rider. He's got Red Bull rookies experience now, and he's destroying these world championship riders. Mario Aggi is doing the same. Fermin Aldegay is doing the same on a test. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, why, why would anybody choose this Super Sport 300 class full of riders who are, like we've said, rejects, when you can go elsewhere? You know, but which is why I, I think the class is the, pointless. <laughs> I, th- I think the problem is, it's a case of these riders, every rider pretty much who's in it, Yeah, I think is either thinking, do I want to do this or do I want to go and be a brickie? Yeah, do I want to, mm. you know, like you don't want to give up. Well, they're probably are they? No, I wouldn't say they're getting paid. Are they? No, 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 no. Like, there's no way. Like, they, they probably... Don't pay super for rides. There's super sport. There's super sport riders still yeah. on the world level contributing towards Ooh. their rides. Yeah, I mean Randy Karumanaka had to pay for his world championship. Um, you know, Evan Brose seat. You know, <laughs> he had to pay for that. You know, if you're racing for the championship winning team, Evan Brose, and you're still having to pay for your ride, then yeah, everybody in that super sport 300 class is paying for their ride. Maybe not Anna Carrasco because she's got good sponsors behind her, like Motocard, who's a personal sponsor. Well, that's what I was going to say. Team, the sponsors but... are probably paying the seat, but I doubt they take on the wage. Oh, yeah, I doubt mm. it. They'll take home the championship, obviously, the position places. Like, obviously, yeah. the I, I can't say for the Super Sport Championship because I haven't seen it, but for the CEV Moto3 Championship, Moto2 Championship, the prize-winning money is very, you know, you can go on the internet and you can find mm. it. You know, you get you a can bonus. make a living from it. Yeah, you can make you get money from Dunlop and you get a championship money as well. You know, and I think that you think I think you can scoop up three thousand euros for a race winning the CV Moto Three Championship. And obviously, Daniel Helgado got two, so that's six thousand euros. You know, that's paid for say three, four months of rent or whatever. You know, to be able to live. You know, so mm. that's how these riders are making a living in the CV No, in the Super Sport Three Hundred class. Yeah, I think yeah. the the thing about the the three hundred the Super Sport three hundred is that the the minimum age is fifteen, but there's yeah. no maximum age. Whereas, like you know, obviously CV Moto three, yeah, it's like twenty one, twenty two, I think. 40, it should, between, it should be a between fourteen and twenty three. So they've got a that. they've got a minute they've got a minimal age, which is actually a year older. Yeah. So if you're a rider progressing. Especially if you're like maybe a, a a bigger rider, someone who's a bit taller. Yeah. You know, when you're, you you want to get onto a Moto three bike as quick as you can because you're probably only going to be in it for a couple of years before you need to be getting on a Moto two or a six hundred or you know what I mean. So, mm-hmm. if you're having to wait till you're fifteen to get into a championship, you could have already been racing on a better level a year earlier, and we yeah. know how much a big difference that makes. So I think, and that, that's one thing. Um, and you know, as we said, you know, having no maximum age or even like, um, uh, you know, a different, different, um, category of sport, but, um, in F2, so the support for formula yeah. one, the champ, the, whoever, we, I mean, I'm, I'm, this one's a little bit of a weird I exactly one. I think where you're to, going with it though. Yeah. They, they, if you win the, uh, the F2 championship, you can't compete in the F2 championship the following year. Really? Now, that's a really... Yeah, because yeah, Nick DeFries got done with it, didn't he? Because he was supposed to move up and he couldn't actually stay in F2. Nick DeFries, David Valsecchi, there's been so many. Uh, uh, Julian Palmer, 
They're yeah. all, they're all these champions. So basically, yeah, it, it's it's designed to have good progression. Yeah. So that you know that if if you win the feeder championship to Formula One, you should then be in Formula One, and that was always the case. But yeah. there's so there's there's a lot less seats in Formula One now. Plus mm. the budgets are. You know, as we That's you know, as we covered on, last plus, week, plus Formula E coming in gives manufacturers a an out almost. Yeah, mm. I can because like they said, the problem, yeah, to, yeah. Said to Formula E. They said DeVries to Formula E, like rather than yeah. Actually, so you need to. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't necessarily agree with that because it, if you can't then get a Formula One drive, you then end up being a test uh, driver or going to another category. And a test driver role is basically being on a simulator. You get zero track time because the Teams yeah, at zero. You might get an FP one year in there, but you yeah, might get an yeah. FP one if you put it. If you put in ten million dollars or euros, um, depend upon where the team's from, mm. you might you might get a, a one F, FP uh, one session in throughout the year at your home Grand yeah. Prix if it makes good. But yeah, so they need to have not not that extreme because I actually think it hinders um, it hinders people because you know you could have because as we know, motorsport is very much about timing as well. Yes. Um, yeah. So you could you could be a, you could be a rider you could win the Moto Two Championship, but all the proper teams are uh, uh, taken. You know, they're, they're, you know, we're stacked with you know. Then you could be in a position where you win a Moto Two Championship, and it'd be very unlikely that you could get a, a ride in Moto GP, especially if a couple of teams win. Um, so that's where you know you you have to then say okay maybe not maybe not you can't compete in the championship the next year. But um, you know, you can't then you know do something else, or you get you put an age bracket on it, you know. Yeah. For the lower, the, for the not not for the not for the the um, immediate feeder series, but for I think certainly for the lower categories that are designed for younger riders to sort of make their to push through, make yeah. their mark. No, I agree. You should put, a, put an age, age a success and age cap, you know. Yeah, like Carrasco shouldn't still be there. Mark Garcia absolutely shouldn't still be there. You know, I get it with um, if you want to stay in the class. Fair enough, but I also, like you've just said, like Buez, he's quite young as well. You know, why on earth are you staying in this class another year? You know, Carrasco, yeah, yeah, she's been around the block. You know, she's done CV Moto 3, she's gone to Moto 3 World Championship, then she's left there and she's done CV Moto 2 and a Tech 3 for a year before doing this championship. Then she's won the title. Move on. Don't, why are you still here? (laughs) You know what I reckon they should do? They should introduce a rule. Where if you have ridden a 250 in any shape or form for the previous year at the level of CV slash world, world level, like yeah, you are, you should not be allowed in the class. It's tricky that you one. Should, you should only be allowed to come up, not sideways or down. Yeah, because obviously I agree with that. Yeah, because national, national to worlds, obviously a step up. You know, from the CIV 300s, E Superbike mm. 300s, British Supersport 300s. The American Junior Cup. Obviously, it's classed as yeah. World Championship, Junior World Championship. Well, there's no CV250 Cup, you know, so because yeah. they're, they're prototype Moto 3s, you know, so you've got E Superbikes. Yeah. So, yeah, I would but agree if with you're that. In that. If you're in that, you're riding a Moto 3 at the Junior World Championship level, so it's still yeah. a recognized World Championship. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Whereas, like, CIV yeah. Italian is not. Yeah, because it's national. So then you would be allowed to move into that into the class due to the fact uh, that you've yeah. come from a national championship. I think what they also need to do with that then, if they do introduce that, which I think they should, they also then need to look at um, championship assistance for riders. So, you know, where we get in a position where a champ- uh, someone wins a championship or finishes in the top. So I think uh, 600, stock 600 in uh, BSB 
if yeah. you finish in the top three of the championship, you have to move on. You can't race in stock 600 again. Oh, right. Mm. They've, made, they've, made, they've made an exception for 2021 due to 2020 and the pandemic. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, you know, theoretically, you know, like a, you know, a rider we work with, Zach Calderoy, he finished oh, yeah. third in the championship last year. Um, so if the opportunity, you know, hadn't come about because of, because of the pandemic, he would have had to have gone to Supersport or Stock Thousand, mm. um, which is which is fine because that's where he wants to progress and where we're looking at for twenty uh, later this year, the following season. Yeah. However, however, without the you know you finish top three in the championship, what do you get for that? Yeah. You know, do you get do you even get enough of it to say okay, you know, well done, you know, you've obviously you know done well. You know, these these organizations are making more than enough money to give these riders as a prize the budget that they may need to at least entice or to contribute significantly for where they need to do for their next step of their career and progression. Yeah, because Dorna just be left. Dorna push yeah. riders up through classes if they need to. They give they obviously paid for Tom Bufamos's seat because he came from the junior talent team into Moto three. You know, mm. why aren't they doing it for the it's the same it's mm. the both of what yeah, exactly. What you say they're doing it for one of their babies but not the other. It makes no sense. <laughs> if your brother if you're you know, if you if your brother's getting uh, preferential treatment over you <laughs> and getting the you know, a a new a new car. Yeah. And then when he you know, he, your parents buy him a new car and then they give you a second hand car, <laughs> you ain't too happy about it. No, exactly, yeah. Exactly that. Right. But no, no but I think that's a that's a point. Right, now moving on to MotoGP, I just want to say a quick, you know, mention to Nikki Hayden who obviously we're recording on the twenty third. Uh, yesterday was the fourth anniversary of Nicky Hayden's passing. You know, he's obviously the 2006 yeah. MotoGP world champion. And, you know, he did then obviously went to Moto, Moto America World Superbikes and, yeah. you know, took some race wins on that Honda as well. You know, you are very massively miss Nicky Hayden. You know, um, I think the whole American community with all the riders and obviously you've got the American racing team, you know, I think they really could have done with your help. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think yeah. that, you know, Nicky Hayden's influence and, you know, you're a legend, Nicky Hayden. I think, I don't think the words we have to, you know, say enough, cover enough of how much of a legend you are, you know. So. Yeah. No, I, um, I was really happy to see Gerloff stick it on the podium. Yeah. yeah on this weekend. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah, right on Kentucky kid, eh? What a yeah. what a what a legend. Yeah. I think legend. a great great thing about Nicky was his uh, his attitude to racing, you know, even when things weren't going his way, he was quite he was very he yeah. knew what a great position he was in, wasn't it? And even when things weren't going his way, he was happy because yeah, he was riding he was bikes. Positive, you know, like I think I saw a um it was a thing on Twitter ages ago and he just he had a nightmare at the Suzuki Great Hours and he'd sent a voicemail or a voice message to a journalist who I won't name and you know, they said Nicky was just, he was positive still, and he was like, you know, it's its tough, but, you know, there could be worse things I could be doing, you know, he was really just upbeat. He knew what a privileged position he was in, didn't he? Yeah, and, you yeah. know, he conquered his life goals, you know, we all remember that. We either remember mm. it, or we've seen the photos of a day, you know, he won that MotoGP championship, and, you know, fantastic, you know, and you are very sorely missed, Nicky. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah, so, yeah. and, Cutting over as well a little bit into Moto America, we've seen, obviously the second race is now finished and 
We've got Loris Baz in second place with a massive... Make sure all those premature because Gagne didn't come off. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, but Baz has got a massive 69 on the back of his helmet this weekend, you know. just Yes, obviously... yeah, lovely, lovely, lovely tribute there. Yeah, really and nice. he's just got on the podium now. I just want to say sorry to Loris oh, Baz because wow. he, he didn't make the move. I thought he did. Um, apparently, it was Cam Peterson. Cam Peterson and Maddie Schultz. Yeah, so they came together. So I'm sorry, Baz, for um, uh, the two South Africans. But you uh, know, decided to have him beat him. Yeah, but it just shows you know the level in the championship of Moto America is not to be sniffed at now because Gagne's now won three three in a row now, and Baz has finally got his. I think that was his first podium in the class. Everyone thought <laughs> he'd come in and smash it, and now look, he's only take, taking him four races to take a podium. So mm. you know, top race, and then Matty Schultz in third. It was. If you don't watch Moto America, but you watch, say, World Tour Bikes, get onto it. Because Moto America is some stunning racing. Like, this racing... And I... the level is excellent. Oh, it's, 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 it's higher high. than Super Sport 300, put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The level is high. You know, Loris Baz has had a bit of a shock going into that championship. The level is ridiculously high. And if you want some scrapping, these riders do not care. You know, so if you want some good racing and you watch... You've got Eurosport, because it's on Eurosport... Just give it a watch, you know, it's normally on, it's, if you're in the UK, it's on quite late, but give it a watch, obviously we've got a rider we support over in the Championship of Max Flinders, but yeah, fantastic racing, so yeah, give it a watch. Super sport class as well, always mental, so yeah, give it a watch. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was good, it was, um, I think, like even riders, like, you know, Hector Barber is not a, a pole rider, no, exactly. and he can't no, even crack the dog. Six a lot of the time. The yeah, level's high. Yeah, we ran into the grass today. <laughs> but yeah, the so. shows a level, doesn't it? You know, he outbreaked himself because he was having to push the lot. Yeah, exactly. I think the level is genuinely at the level, or even this is gonna sound horrific. Maybe even a little bit higher than say BSB. You know, the level no, is. I, 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 how, how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> how dare you? As <laughs> would say. <laughs> no, I, I'd agree with that. Oh. I would. Have. I, I think. There's not many riders apart from the top top BSB riders who could go over there and do anything in America. Yeah, mm. it's it, there's a big shock for them. There is. I'm just watching the coverage still, and Loris Baz has just you know had a nod to Nicky Aiden tap on the back of his helmet. You know, so yeah, fantastic championship. So yeah, the level is really high. So just give it a watch because you'll. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. So moving on to MotoGP now. Next weekend we have got Mugello. We've also got Estrella of World Superbikes, but we've talked enough about World Superbikes now. <laughs> so, <laughs> back on to Mugello for MotoGP. We've got, obviously, we've just had a mental race in Le Mans with the insane weather conditions. But the- Can I just stop you here a sec? What? Why do you say Le Mans? I don't know. Somebody corrected me about it yesterday. They're like, no, it's Le Mans. And I'm like, yeah, but it's France. It's Le Mans. Yeah, but I'm not French, oh, am I? I don't oh, know. Oh, really? Lemon. 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 Pretend you're saying lemon. Lemon. Yeah, it's not lemon. It's lemon. <laughs> when life gives you lemons. <laughs> yeah, when life gives you lemon, don't say lemons. Yeah, I, I keep saying lemons. And like, somebody said it to me yesterday, like, no, it's lemon. And I'm like... I, I didn't interrupt you last time. I like, have <laughs> kept doing it now. And it's like, I finally cracked me. And I'm like, I can't. Like, I can't is it tech it. three? Is it tech three or is it tech trois? I've Ooh. been told each, each way. So Yeah, you know. some people say tech trois. Some people say tech three. I say tech three because I'm English, but... <laughs> You say um, Hervey's team. Yeah, Hervey's goat team, you know. <laughs> Hervey's orange squad. <laughs> the squad. But, um, yeah, you've lost my train of thought now. 
Thanks, Jacob. Magello. Magello. Yeah, it was worth it. Ooh, it was worth it. Get that out there. It was worth it. Magello, 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 Magello. Magello. But yes, Jacob, and obviously Gary Lee. Question. There we go. The question I have for you both: Can Ducati win a race at Magello or Magello this weekend? Yep. Hundred percent. Why? Who? But it will be Peco. Yeah, I think the same Peco. I've my money's on Peco. Well, last, 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 race to, last race at Magello was was it Petrucci? Twenty nineteen. Yeah, two two on the two on the podium, and then Mark and, Marcus. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it was Magello. Even even, even Piero, even Piero had a top ten, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. Piero's back on again. The, He's uh, on the Pramac. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Piero, 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 Piero for podium. Piero Piero's going to win it. There we go. Imagine, we call it. Imagine. Oh, yeah. I don't think it is out of the Imagine. realm of possibility to see an old Ducati podium. Oh, no joke. Well, yeah. I think all factory boys and Zarco could easily do it. Oh, imagine a Ducati lockout with Magello. That would be insane. Yeah, I'm getting excited now. <laughs> oh, like, why is it have I to be something? I don't think that's going to be the podium, but I wouldn't be shocked if it was. Put it that way. What about a Zarco win? Ooh. Yeah, again, like, pick. Pick a Ducati out of a hat, really, isn't it? Yeah, I wish... They're all so level with, on the GP21s. Yeah. And especially, like, with that top speed, because um, where, where Zarko's made lose out slightly on the corner, somehow he's got a top speed higher. Zarko is ridiculous on that. He's a, he's a very, very slippery Frenchman, isn't he? He's like a fish. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, a like Bond. a racing snake. Yeah. Mr. Bond. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Bond. Well, I think he's got he's got the haircut <laughs> apart from the receding hairline, but Zarko yeah. and his I think Zarko I still maintain it's the helmets for him and Martin. I, I sure it's the shark lids. Well we'll find out in Magello. We'll check top because speed. They they have regularly had the tire speeds than the factory boys. Yeah. And, and that's the only difference like, in the bikes really is the rider. Because yeah. they're GP21s. Like a, a, you, they could have setup changes, obviously, but in a straight line, they're exactly the same bikes. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, Zarko's running a few extra wings, I think, as tested in Qatar. But yeah, I think it could be the helmets, to be fair. You might be right, but Shark aren't paying us, so it's not the helmets, it's just the riders. <laughs> until Shark aren't paying us. Have a, have a good helmets are available. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you can wear other helmets until we're being paid to promote a helmet, <laughs> and then we'll promote <laughs> this helmet. But until then. <laughs> <laughs> no, like in, in all seriousness, I do think it might have something to do with it because both he and Martin wear shark, yeah, and they, they are high, slight, like it's not much, but you know, slight gains in MotoGP are, are massive. Yeah, they are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, as we know, you know, smallest of margins. That everything is there. If he's either doing something, and it ain't there. <laughs> yeah. What, what do we think Yamaha are gonna do? Um, I think Fabio will do well. Rossi will finish outside the points. Uh, Maverick Vinales will fall apart. Franco will do all right. So, Franco yeah. will fall over his bike again. <laughs> yeah, snapped his knee. <laughs> no, like, I mean, in terms of... Because, obviously, you expect him to not do that well at Mugello because, obviously, mm-hmm. massive straight. Well, I don't know, because Jorge Lorenzo beat Marquez to the line at Mugello a few years ago, 2016, didn't he? Now, though. I think that's a... That's a, that's a, a, a lifetime ago, isn't it? It's five years yeah, ago. That, five that's years. Oh, Yamaha ago, really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's a f- Yamaha evolution. But five years ago, like, I'm sorry, five years. Where the hell's five years gone? <laughs> yeah, it does yeah. sting a bit, doesn't it? Yeah, that hurts, man. That hurts. I, I still have quite big sad that we don't see Jorge every weekend. Yeah, I agree. But, you know, it is what it is. 
He's gone now, mm. so you just got to deal with it. But <laughs> uh, so the other thing I wanted to think quick um, about Vigello, no, okay. no, about Vigello was um the VR forty six Academy boys yeah. in CID are both getting I'm, wild cards. I'm really excited yeah, because it's going to be mega. It will the blooming Bardal bright yellow livery, so gorgeous. But both riders, I'm just cutting right. I'm calling Sura to get points. I'm saying Sura will do well. I really, 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 really. I'm going to say it about five more times, rate Alberto Sura. Firstly, because he's got a sick name. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> like, Alberto Sura. Like, that sounds like a motorbike racer, you know? Nah, it just sounds like a mob boss. Yeah, like, what do you me on this the day of my daughter's race to hey, ask me for a favour. <laughs> like, a, a Dick, like a Dick Tracy villain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like a gangster, like. <laughs> And then you've got obviously Alea Bartolini as well, which is a sick name as well. They're pretty cool names, you know. I'm sorry, Don Bartolini. <laughs> hey, Bartolini. Name a, name a bad, name a bad Italian name though. That you can't. Is there's not any plain yeah. bad Italian names, is there? Yeah, they all sound good. I mean, Valentino Rossi sounds rubbish. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh. I'm joking. <laughs> Don't come for me, please. Backlash. <laughs> Actually, I can think of one. Cancelled what? But I and I can't think of his name. Who's the guy who rides the Super Five Hundred? I don't know. There's quite a few. people. Exactly. It's not a memorable name. There we go. Great. Sick. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks for your like precious insight. Oh, what's his name? Ah, the hell out of me. Five hundred. Write down and write down. Fabrizio Light. <laughs> Fabrizio is a good name. Yeah, Fabrizio is a, a good cool name. name. That's a cool name. Right. Fabrizio, you have, but you have to say it in Italian. You have Fabrizio. Fabrizio, that's so good. I take it back. Yeah, screw you. Take, take it, it back. That was good. I was like, hell out of me. I'm glad I remembered that. Yeah, well done. I'm proud of you. <laughs> While we are mentioning him, if you haven't seen it yet, go on YouTube, have a look at his on board on the Suda 500 at Mizano. Oh. Does it sound nice? Oh, orgasmic. I haven't seen it. Why have you not sent me this, Jacob? I have about five times. <laughs> when? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't remember seeing it. Sorry, fake news. You are fake news. But, Hang on, no, I'll send question, you the link. Question for you both. How do we think Honda's going to do? It depends. Well, I, I, it depends yeah, on the riders. because they've got it. a pretty strong... They might not be up there with, with acceleration or well, even sorry, top speed with the decay, but they've got a... An okay bike. Yeah. Um, it's, fast. It, it's not as it's not as it's not as um, susceptible to the Yamahas. No, it's not on a track like Magello and even Aprilia. You know, like what do we? You know, hopefully we don't get two more bangs. Yeah, but, I um, that's that's my fear. Honestly, I, I really want to see Aprilia do well. Well, they've like, got data. You, you know, I feel about Aprilia. Like I I like them a lot, and I think they've built a hell of an engine. But uh. If Ferrari F1 is anything to go off this weekend, I, they want to hope they got the good Ferrari engineers because otherwise they could pop again. Oh, don't, don't, don't talk to me about it. It's still painful. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. It hurts. <laughs> it still hurts. But um, yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting weekend. I think there's so many bikes that could. So, so we haven't even said anything about Suzuki. Like, yeah. I think it's going to be a battle for third. Yeah, um, I just want to cut in. It was blimmin' Loris Baz on Moto America. He pushed both of the South Africans wide. You blimmin'. 
Okay, fair enough. Yeah. I gave um, Screw you. I had it with Maddie Cobb. <laughs> yeah, no, it was. Oh, <laughs> but <laughs> just to be right, I am right. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, can't, I can't remember what we're talking about. Yeah, Honda. I think Nakagami's got a shot at the podium, to be honest. So yeah, screw me. You oh, sing that every again, and then he doesn't quite make it. Yeah, but oh. then, okay, he has not got the chance. I'm going to use your Sergio Garcia kind of approach. No, he's <laughs> not going to get the podium this week. It's not happening. Nakagami, no, it's not happening. Yeah. Like, you know what? That's the f- thing I've been fearing the single most about this now is Moto 3 predictions. Yeah, scary. It's literally it? pick a name out of a hat at this uh, point, isn't it? 100%. I mean, the fact that Ricardo obviously got a podium, you know. Like, well, I'm really not even that, but... you, Like, Mugello, you can be f- like half a second off and still be 15th. It's, yeah. Oh, it, it literally is mentally. pick a name out of a hat this weekend. It for is the three. best race on the calendar. Mugello yeah. is by far the best I still maintain the race. single best race you will ever watch is Mugello 2016. Mugello. Yes, I, I was going to say Because it was like a top 26 riders battling for the win. <laughs> it was mental. Mugello was like 14th at one point and won it. Yeah, it's this mental, isn't it? You say they come, they come into the last couple of laps and you've got, you know, 10, 15 riders who actually could still win it. And you're like, yeah. how do I even take this? <laughs> yeah, like, what the hell? It, it's, oh, it's just, I'm so excited for it. And then Moto2 is going to be a bit mental. We'll see Baldozari crash again as he does every week. Um, you know what? <laughs> you know what? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, yeah. Like, give him, give him, give him a break. <laughs> that MV is just... It's not working for him yet, is it? It's not going to work. It's, for it's stop. proven it can move. It can work if you like, if you know what you're doing. But he clearly doesn't go his head round yet. Yeah. It's and just... to be honest, at this point, I'm starting to fear whether he ever will. I don't think he will. To be honest, I think he's. I think he's done. Genuinely, he's only 25, but I can see him go super super bus. Yeah, it's, it's, it's that MotoGP dream is going oh, right down the window. He should have taken that Pramac contract when they offered him it. Yep. But, I don't know why he didn't. Yeah, I don't, to be honest. It's strange. I'm, I'm sure I'm sure he'll appreciate us telling him that again. Yeah, exactly. Baldazari, <laughs> if you're listening. What is it with riders <laughs> rejecting Pramac and then just going completely down the tubes? Like? Well, Danny Kent, for one. Yeah. What's going on? I don't know. So, if, there's there your pro yeah. tip, MotoGP riders. Pramac off your contract, take it. Take it, because your career is done. Well, you can, have yeah. that, you can have that one for free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a free gift <laughs> That's a freebie from us any, on our sofas, you know. Any, any, any more advice? Write in to us, and yeah. we'll send a check. Yeah. <laughs> we'll invoice you for it. Like, <laughs> so what do you think, Louis for a podium? Baldassare, Louis. Yeah. <laughs> Are you mad? <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, I am. Um, like, Manzi actually looked good this weekend. No. Me them on. No. For once, he finally looks like he's cracked the K-Lags. Uh, I'm so gonna... I, I do think something might happen at Mugello. I'm not going to predict him a podium because then he obviously won't. I've been talking but... to you about MotoGP for well over five, six years now and you've said this every week and every week he doesn't do it. <laughs> yeah. I know. But you got to believe. <laughs> yeah, but there's belief and it's just believe. pure delusion. Well, I mean, I, I think a Le Mans podium was on based on things, so... But yeah. again, classic Manzo, down the road, end of it. Chucked it down the road, another lever bill. Thanks oh. for that, man. Magna, Thoid. Yeah. Cannot, cannot afford to be doing that. No. Like, he, oh, I think he genuinely had a shot at it. Like, it's, it, it's just, uh, I'm not going to predict it because I'll just be sad. Yeah. But I'm, I'm excited <laughs> for Mugello because I think, um, I think we're just, we're, 
Yeah, it's Mugello. We're going to have some good racing. I think Marquez will be up there again. I think race by race, he is improving. You know, he's led. Can you imagine Mark at the minute? He's probably sat at home right now, right? Listen and to he this is podcast. Probably... I think yeah, just... these guys are well, sick. I was going to say, I was going to say, he's probably sat in his house all week. Everybody woke up just absolutely pissed right off at himself. Yeah, like, He's going to, like, and we all know uh, Marquez is able to turn that into speed. Yeah. Mm. Speed. That's so I think this, this that could thing. be a problem for the others. Yeah. I mean, I want to make a quick comment, actually, because I made a, art, wrote an article this week about Mark Marquez, <laughs> because you might have people who were like, oh, Marquez's career is over after three races. You know, he's done for, he's done for. So I wrote an article, which has somehow gone quite viral, to be honest. It's got, like, a few thousand hits on it um but you know it's about like negative idiots on social media and i put a put, put a bit about you know the muscle memory and stuff about marquez and some blimmin idiot i'm calling somebody yeah. out right <laughs> some <laughs> idiot <laughs> in the comments is like oh you talk about this but you don't talk about the fracture nerve thing and i'm like bro i'm not a blimmin medical expert you know i've put one thing about the um wow. <laughs> yeah, I put one thing about the muscle memory. What's there to talk about that hasn't been talked about? Yeah, that? exactly. Everybody mm. talks about the nerve damage. It's just boring. So put something about muscle memory that no one's talking about. But there's always that idiot who's like, "Oh no, it's you haven't talked about me." Like, oh, shut up. To be fair as well, many would have people. Yeah, go on, man. Go on. Sorry. Well, I reckon like the amount of people who would have believed that he was finished in the gravel at Harare 2020. Yeah. Like, like he ain't finished until he says of himself it's that simple. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say I think that um actually Mark has skewed how long it should take him to get back from this injury because he's actually been so good. Yeah. Since he, you know, like he's he's stepped on and, and been on it. You know, he's not been, you know, Mark from twenty nineteen, but right. I don't think we'll probably ever see that. I don't think we'll ever see that again, as I think I touched on last week, but I think he's done Ooh. so well and even, you know, riding. And, and leading last week, you know, the last round and, and doing doing well, I think he's actually skewed how long it should probably take him to get back. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, I think you said, I think you said, I think you said, Jacob, as well, you know, people will be looking at him leading. And yes, he did go down, but they'll be like, oh, damn it. Well, he was <laughs> yeah, more annoyed about a second crash because Marquez was thinking about going back to the pits and switching to slicks, which could have again won him the race, you know. But Marquez wasn't too annoyed about the first crash because it was like ice. But he was mad about the second crash because yeah. he wasn't thinking about the race. He was thinking about all the other things. The problem is, like, I loathe to do it because ninety nine point nine percent of people who commented would never ride a bike even half as fast as a MotoGP bike, and it's not their job. So it's like. Yeah. I'm not saying I'd like to see you do it. Mm. But on this occasion, I would like to even see you get up out of bed <laughs> in the time that it's taken him to get back onto a MotoGP bike. Yeah. Not even joking. Yeah. Like, yeah, if you broke your arm as bad as you did, you would still be crying as your nurse gives you your pint, wouldn't you? Uh, yeah. Right I, know someone who, I know someone who broke the same bone in a year and, you know, maybe two years ago now. Yeah. And still, even with physiotherapy and stuff like that, you know, still now they're unable to do certain things, and I think that's just bonkers, you know. Yeah. And obviously, yes, there's that level of level of kind of care and stuff like that, but of course, yeah, to be able to do what he's done is is astronomical, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it shouldn't be done really. Like any normal human wouldn't be there right now. Yeah, because I mean, no, running this 100%. platform 
for like everything about racing because obviously I run it and so I, I see a lot of comments I do read literally every comment and every post and I remember when Mark Marquez had the um the bone graft from his pelvis to the arm and people were like you know oh I've had that years ago and I'm still in pain now you know I had that two years ago and I'm still oh it's one of the worst things ever you know and Marquez had it what in December and he's hopped on a bike within what three four months and now he's racing at the highest level you know and that was in three or four months you know and then these, yeah, it's, it's, it's just the base level of, of Marquez, though, isn't it? Like, that's what you've got to think is it, any normal dude have it, your base fitness is going to be about 1% of Mark's base fitness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah so like man runs like marathons. Every, everything about Mark Marquez is designed to recover and then almost be aggressive like yeah. if he was if he was a computer virus he would just multiply so fast you wouldn't catch it like covid you know I mean? covid 93 yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but literally whereas like if you were a computer virus you might infect two or three before you get caught like. yeah thanks for that cheers thanks for my self-esteem there destroying it well at least you've got three you know well, thanks for that i'm gonna cry myself to sleep now <laughs> As opposed to... <laughs> Shush! <laughs> like, with Mark, he's just so... Like, he's, he's basically, like, his CPU that was in the Mark robot. They put in Alex for a while, didn't they? Let's be yeah, honest. and Nakagami in the line. Yeah, and they put in Taka. But now he's back. They've had to switch his, his Ryzen back to him, now, haven't they? So. Yeah, Mark is running the uh, Intel i9 now and everyone else is... <laughs> He's had the he's had the latest architecture. He's had the ten nine hundred K. Waiting for the upgrades. Yeah, yeah. just downloading. <laughs> yeah, Marcus is on like the new GTX three ninety. Everyone else is running the ten sixties from like seven years ago. This is but all that, like that, that is a really really a good comparison. Actually, it is like everybody else has slightly worse architecture in them than Marcus. But yeah, Marcus is just a flipping robot. Yeah, that's like true. He's an anomaly, isn't he? He's a blip. Like he's he's just he's a blip in the matrix. He's a superhuman yeah. thing that they've built and he's accidentally Neon. sent out to he's, ride. Bench. He is Ke- so he Mark is the Marcus one. He's Keanu Reeves. <laughs> he is the one. <laughs> there you go. Do you reckon Alberto Pooch sold his soul to make Mark? Um, well, I mean, he doesn't I have a soul. He, too. he has to have yeah, a, he, he a soul. He doesn't have a soul anymore because he sold it all to get Mark. <laughs> And get someone. I reckon he he sold his own and someone else's. Yeah, Danny Pedrosa's. Yeah. That's the reason he looks so sad all the time. Is because he used Ooh. to remember the times when he did have a soul. Yeah, but it is. Oh, I love Danny, but he sacked Danny, so I think he took Danny's soul and then sacked him. So yeah, that's yeah. not a dig, dig on Danny because I adore Danny and he follows <laughs> us. So yeah, I love you, Danny. It's not a dig. I promise you, you're a hero. Yep. Same here. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> okay, Lorenzo's soul. There we go. He sold Lorenzo's soul to get Marquez oh, to sell for Jorge 100 million. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, Jorge never had one. Jorge was just a murdering machine, wasn't he? Ruthless murder machine. Yeah, yeah quite. He, he, I think mentally, in his Yamaha years, he was the only rider mentally close to Mark. Absolutely, absolutely. I agree mm. wholeheartedly. You know, but only man to beat. Still, still the only man to proper beat him, though, isn't he? You know, well, that's it. He's I don't know. Quite people, a feat, isn't it? people say that, but the, Valentino Rossi did beat Marquez in 2015 as well. Mm-hmm. So, the only way to I think sure, sure, yeah, but he didn't win the yeah. He didn't win the title though. Take the title, yeah. Yeah. Boys, because of the daughter Marquez, Marquez, God, I do. Every time I year 2015, I just cringe. because I know, I know exactly. Like you know, like when you have Vietnam flashbacks in films. 
<laughs> I blink, and every time I year 2015, I blink, and I just see comments saying, Dora Mafia! Yeah. Uh-huh. Come up in my face, though. It was horrific. Makes was... you laugh, doesn't it? Because you, you go back a few years before that, and everyone was saying the same thing about Rossi. Yeah. <laughs> I remember running, because I was doing everything about racing back in 2015 when it all happened. And I remember just reading the comments, and I was just like, oh, my oh, that, word. That level, like, MotoGP is toxic right now in the... Oh, it's horrific. I say fans in the loosest term. Like, they're not fans, they just geese. Yeah. But, like, in 2015, the comment section, the toxicity. Every comment uh, section. You could post a lot about, you know, Danny Pedroza, and people like, oh, yeah, yeah, but Marquez was a cheat. Yeah, literally, it could be a post about anybody, and then it'd be, oh, Marquez is a grub. <laughs> was it was it labelled there? The, the Spanish stick chart, wasn't it? Or something like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was, I mean, uh, it, do you know what I've always said, though, is... The point of it happening, who gives a crap? Yeah. Like, but if Mark did do it, Rossi fans, yeah, obviously. If Mark yeah. did do it on purpose, this is right. Simple as it's not very small. Like, yeah, that's the thing is that you know you'll get that throughout racing, but I think you know it's it's more talked about when it's towards the end of a championship decider. But actually, you could have had the same thing going on in round two. Mm. But people don't really look that far back, do they? They go, oh, you know, it happened the race before last, you know, in Malaysia and this and the other. And yeah, nobody talks about Danny P beating but Rossi and Aragon or Ian Oney taking a fight to him at Phillip Island. Yeah. It's I, only ever Mark. I think if Rossi hadn't strange, started flinging, flinging, you know, crap around in the press conference, it had all been fine. But because yeah, when Rossi made an uh, enemy of well, Mark Marquez, he just yeah. kind of... Felt it's like a certain enough. person who uh, we used to chat to, but no, we don't. Um, he, he will say until he's blue in the face, oh, Rossi lost out of the press conference on Thursday. I have no idea who you're on about, but all right. <laughs> well, I don't want to say his name on here because he's in his ass. Fair enough. But yeah, like... But, um, yeah, like, he'll say to these blue in the face, he'll be like, oh, Rossi lost that press conference, uh, Rossi lost that title in the press conference on Thursday. Yeah. And he's not wrong. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. Yeah, it's but yeah, I don't want to talk. And then it goes back to yeah, goes back to you know, even you know, you kind of read what you sow, don't you? You know, that that goes back to like her ref twenty five. Yeah, two thousand five. Always Yeah, but one thing I've always wondered about twenty fifteen, and it's never brought, never mentioned, never see it is. I wonder how it would have been if it was the other way around. What and Marquez? Well, obviously, if Marquez had helped Rossi, Marquez the title. Oh, what if Rossi cost Marcus a time? Would this still be talked about like this? No, absolutely not. Absolutely no way. Not. No, it would just no be way. you know, just be oh okay, that happened. But because the yeah. Rossi's fans and all that are so yeah, I I, I hate talking about 2015. I won't lie, <laughs> I'm not enjoying this. <laughs> like no, nobody ever seems to like consider the flip side. No. <clears throat> but yeah, I want to move on from 2015 because I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like a yeah, black no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I know what I'm getting I know what I'm getting Declan for Christmas a oh. 2015 <laughs> no GP championship oh. sticker book God. I'll get you the DVD deck great thanks. DVD yeah oh. or I'll even just I'll just stream it you know 21st century kid and all that thanks I think I think I was like 17 at the time so I was like gobby so I remember going off in every comment section um, I was like, well, you could do people. it then as well. Yeah, because really? no one knew who I was, but now people actually know who I am by name. Like, I get people messaging me, like, all comments on everything about racing. They're like, oh, that's great, Declan. I'm like, 
What? <laughs> I tell you what, Dick. Do you know what? I still like going slightly off topic. It came up on my um, Facebook the other day. The video where you got recognised on Ride. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Because we were playing Ride Four, and I got recognised. That was well. I got recognised. Uh, I've not week. seen that. I had Dutchman as well. Of all the yeah. <laughs> everything about the GP. Yeah. Well, like I mean, yeah. Well, let's go off topic. Whatever. So I was in. Um, where was I? I was in Morrison's, which is like a British supermarket, the other week. And I was wearing everything but racing mask, and someone clocked me. I was like, oh, I know that. And I was like, oh, well, that's weird. And then... Um, you should have just said, yeah, yeah, they're good, me. Yeah, they're sick. Best page ever. <laughs> and then, obviously, I went to Silverstone, and Javier Simeon was like, oh, my God, that's you? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it's, 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 it's eerie. What, what, you what you haven't told about this story, it was a gas mask. It wasn't even <laughs> yeah. a normal face mask. It was a, <laughs> there was a gym mask. I was going around there for it. With a neon, with a neon sign saying everything motivated, and it's going. Oh, I just, I just got, I just got spotted. You know, I wasn't even trying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you had a megaphone going. Everybody, 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 and yes. it was automated. Yes. He goes, remember me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, incoming, incoming posts, tagging Declan in. Oh, God. <laughs> this is kind of like, this is like a, I don't want to sound if like... If you are listening and you could edit, make a neon sign that says everything about a reason for. This could be like, yeah, I'm trying not to stroke my ego because I'm not. I promise you I'm not, but it's just eerie. It's just weird. Yeah, all right, mate. All right, it's mate. just weird, okay? You asked us before we come online to mention it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I remember that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. no, honestly, that's, I, I still chuckle when I think about it because that, that one on Rive 4, we were just casually playing. like We were talking like between each other on Discord. Yeah. And someone comes into the actual voice channel in the game and says everything motor racing. Like, he goes yeah, everything motor GP, like, which obviously is the old name. Yeah, but like, I was using like, a random just, like, name as well. Like. Yeah, like, we weren't even, like, we weren't using like everything but recently. It was our actual online names. Yeah. Oh wow. Strange. And, and he's like, still fucking Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's like, oh my god. Why are you, we- why are you wearing a red t-shirt? What? That <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> was your IP address. Ah! <laughs> 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 yeah, it was absolutely wild. They came up the other day, and I was crying. Oh, Listen yeah. to it again. It's oh, funny. But yeah. Anyway, moving on from that, I want to I want to do predictions now for Mugello. Locking, locking, locking you know in, boys. Do, you know what I'm doing for Moto Three? Oh no, because I've locked. I'm on time. my other screen, right? I'm literally just running my hand up and down the screen. Yeah. Whoever I stop on of the three is who I'm going for. <laughs> okay, nice. Well, we'll start with Gary. We'll start with Gary Lee, right? So, um, hold on, I need to type oh. this out on my phone. Right, what's your Moto Three podium? It can be any order as well. Moto three podium, any order. Okay, let's go. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say McPhee. I was, I thought Ooh. you were gonna say that. Strangely enough, that's quite odd. I'm gonna say McPhee. Um, Co- Costa. Costa, top man, Costa. Seventeen yeah, now. Seventeen. Costa. And Binder. Binder, Mister Basher Binder. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I'm gonna go for that. I'm just, I'm just gonna go for any anyone in the top ten yeah. at the moment and just put it out there. Well, I mean, um, Rossi yeah. was like twenty third in the championship and got a podium. So yeah. I know, yeah. Right, shout out again. So Jacob, your lucky dip. What are you going for? Right, so literally my first one, 
Philip Salach. <laughs> nice, nice. Hey, go on. Let's go. Second one is Fight October. Nice. Yeah, I like it. Ooh. And the third one is Stefano Nepper. Oh, I like that, but I actually really rate him. I genuinely think I he's quite Nepa, but I don't think he's going to get a podium. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rossi got a podium, so there we go. Right, for me, cool. screw it. Yeah, I'm going to just say, I'm going to pick three random names off the top of the dame and just pick them out because it's better three, right? It's about three at Magella, you can do it. Like, you are basically do it. doing it. it. I'm thinking about writers. Do it for the vine. Right, I'm going to get a Meta 3 list up as well. Screw it. I'm going to follow the I had the championship list up, I did. Metaphor. I just literally shut my eyes and run, run my hand up and down. <laughs> right, I'm going to do it as well. Where is it? Um, Meta 3 world standing. Let's go. Right. So. All right, I'll have to get. Right, full screen. There we go. Artigas is last. What the hell? How's Artigas last? I swear he scored he what? He's been knocked out, haven't he? And, and also done several crashes of his own accord. He didn't oh, even no, race that's it. Wrong. Really? It was wrong. Don't worry. It's 18th overall. I was going to say that. It's stupid. That's not, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, he's very low. How dare you? How dare you? Um, they actually have to go onto the second page to fit. Koffler is Dihar and fell on him. That's actually depressing. Poor guys. Right. Um, so, let's go. Right. First one. We've got Bang. Gabriel Rodrigo. Oh, 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 oh nice. <laughs> nice. That could happen. That could happen, right. genuinely, until he crashes. Um, if if Gabriel <laughs> didn't have a right arm that was basically an on-off switch, yeah. he'd be amazing. He'd be, he'd be world champion by now. Right, <laughs> voice crack there. Right, uh, second one, bang. We've got Jamie Messia. Okay. Nice. Pulling some decent names out. I swear I'm just going at random, by the way. Right. Final one, we've got... Bang! Uh, that's that's not a rider. Uh, stop <laughs> again, right? You Yuki Kuni. He's injured. You, he, is he gonna? Yeah, he, he can't ride, can he? Because he right, screw he, it. I'll drop another. I'll go the next rider because he's injured. Stefano Nieper as well. <laughs> nice. Okay. 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 Yeah, right. I don't think yeah. he's gonna ride, is he? No, I don't think he will. To be honest, I think it might be Matsuyama replacing. Or yeah. no, it might be Mario Aji. Oh, please put Mario Aji on the bike. Please, please put Mario Aji on the cool. bike. I think you could, that's, well, that, that's why I'm going to try and preface a Moto Two prediction. You know exactly what I'm going to say when I say Moto Two replacement. Who I oh, think might yeah. be on the podium? Yeah, I wonder why. Oh gosh, yeah. Okay, so right, am I wrong? Go... No, you're not wrong. So we'll start <laughs> with Gary Lee. Who's your Moto Three Two podium? Moto Two. I'm going to say Remy. Nice, 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 nice. Joe Roberts. Cool, 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 cool. Joe Roberts and Lowe's. Nice, nice. Yeah, right. yeah. Good shout. So, Jacob, we've got Fermin Aldegay. If he rides. Yeah. So, who are you saying if he doesn't ride? If he doesn't, I'm going to say Lowe's. So, hold on, I'm going to put brackets. If he rides. <laughs> so, you got Lowe's. Lowe's. Uh, Ralph Fernandez. Yeah. And Aldegay if he rides. Yeah. If he doesn't ride, I'm going to go slightly left field. But I'm going to say Ben Snyder. Oh, okay. Ben Snyder. Nice. He really impressed me at Le Mans. He seemed to finally make that step, that that big step that you need a motor to. Yeah, no, I agree. But he kind of does this and then disappears again, so... Uh, But, like, he, he sort of... With Bo, he, he he sort of like goes up and then he sort of slides back slowly. But he was there the That's entire race, Simon. 
Uh, <laughs> but he was there the entire race at Le Mans. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's a fair point. Um, right, Moto 2. 3, 2. Yeah, 2 for me. I'm going to have to go with Fernandez because that kid is just on fire, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go Aaron Canet. Mm. And I'm going Ooh. to go for Monsieur Marco Bezzecchi. Mm, I felt I felt really bad not putting Bez in at Mugello, but yeah. I, I, I put him in at Mazzano. Yeah, me too. I <laughs> thought you'd go Roberts. I thought you'd go Roberts, Deglan. I thought you was going to go Roberts. But... Well, I like Roberts, but he just keeps crashing, so I'm a bit... Mm. <laughs> but, like, I, I'm really excited because, remember, the VR46 team are going to have a special livery this weekend as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good. I can't wait. Oh, yeah, boy. Right. So. Oh, my God. It's going to be on the Moto GP bike. Oh, yes. Yes. The Avinci will have a And the Moto 3, surely. Uh, We're going to have a. Oh, oh, yeah, I've seen it. I've seen the Moto 3. He's going to have a Tricolori and Ducati. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yes. We're going to have a Tricolori Ducati. Me. Yum. I'm so excited now. I didn't even consider the Moto GP bike. Yeah. That should oh. get a podium just for that. Please. Right, Luca Marini on the podium. <laughs> <laughs> right, so who are you going for, Gary? Oh, this is such a hard one. For... That's what she said. Mm. <laughs> it never. <laughs> um... <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to say Zarko, Zarko. Peko and Peko. Mark. Mark Marquez, okay. Like yeah, it, I like I'm, it. Yeah, I'm gonna go Mark. Nice, I like it. Right, Jacob, who are you going with your left wing weird ideas? No, actually, I'm gonna pretty stick to it. I'm gonna go Peko. Thanks, yeah. Zarko. Zarko, Miller. Espargaro. Oh. Paul, Paul, not a leash. Paul Espargaro on the podium, okay. That really is quite left wing, to be honest. Two decays, so. decays in a Repsol Honda, right? Yeah. I, I don't Where think it is very left field. Paul, Paul has always been yeah. excellent at Mugello, isn't he? Yeah. Like, Paul's always managed to... It just works for him and his aggressive style. Yeah, no, I, you're not wrong. I, I, think, I think this will be the... This, you watch, it'll be, a, it'll, be an all, it'll be an all Yamaha bloody podium. <laughs> yeah, Yamaha and Suzuki podium. <laughs> and we'll just say, uh, well, if, if that happens, we should just stop doing this uh, prediction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, we've, I think out of them all, out of all classes, Jacob's managed to get him all right once. Apart from that, you know, we've got like, called the winner that day. Yeah, I mean, last podcast, I completely forgot to even read out the Moto 2 and Moto GP, so, you know, there's also that. <laughs> so uh. I've got to try and remember next week. <laughs> But yeah, like I don't think Paul is out of the realms of possibility at all. Yeah, Paul's solid ride at the end of the day. You can't discount Paul. He's he's kind of a wild card, you know. He'll come in and smash it. You know, he is. He managed to do bits on that KTM that were unexpected last year. Yes, they won three races, but Paul's consistency on it is not to be. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. It was the the overall. Paul was still the best KTM rider. Yeah, he was. He didn't get the. You can you can shout to me about that as much as you want. That's the truth. He was the the most consistent at the end of the day. Because, like, yeah. he was by far the most consistent KTM rider across but the But not even so. consistency, just the single best KTM rider overall, as in he the was, most yeah. rounded. Yeah, no, I can agree with Yeah, that. there was a few flashpoints. There was a few flashpoints for other riders on the KTM, but he of was course. constantly. Mm. Like, obviously, Oliveira was, had to, you know, some, some decent races, but Top throughout Mandy, the whole like, year. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, I agree. So, yeah. That's a fair shout. Um, it does keep you know, cracking. What I was going to say before you move on to yours with my MotoGP predictions, 
I just want to throw Brad Binder out there as a possible. Okay, yeah, you say there's quite a lot, and then he crashes, so yeah, okay. Um, I think, but <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, for a, a rins, rins and binger podium. Yeah. <laughs> Every single time. Rins and binger on the podium. <laughs> of the two KTM boys at the minute, I think Binder has the slight edge right now. Okay, okay. okay. So. Right, I'm going to go completely uh, whatevs, you know, so Peko, Miller, <laughs> Zarko, Ducati lockout, that's what I'm saying. It's not a stupid idea. It's no. really not. Oh, thanks for that. You, it's not often you say yeah, you have do a not have one a year. I mean, you have so many stupid ideas. Once I'm at some point, you're going to have a good idea. No, I have a, no the question I did want to ask you, though, which we haven't mentioned Ducati-wise, is how do we think Andrea's going to do with each other? Oh, yeah, because he likes the place. Well, he's Italian. Yeah, he though. loves the place. So I think he mm. could do maybe top 10, maybe top 8. Yeah, say top eight. He could do bits, because that GB19 is not a slow machine. No, it's, it's all right, to be fair. Yeah, so I could see him top 8, I would say. Top 8. Right back there. I was going to say 6th. Sheesh. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, mm, that's, 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 pu- that's pushing it. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think yeah top, top 10. Anywhere top 10, else, yeah. I'd say yeah, maybe 10th, but we know Benilla loves Mugello. I think if he's going to perform anywhere, he's performing, yeah. Yeah, Mugello or, or Mazzano, you know, it's tons of Italian, you know. Um, but I think Piro, I think Piro will do quite well. It's yeah, Piro. Piro will, Piro will smash it. Like, Piro always smashes it. Like, you know, he's, he's the, him and Bradle are, too good to be test riders. Yeah, no, yeah. I agree wholeheartedly. Like know. Bradle, I think might have a slight edge over him overall, but Piro will, no matter what he gets on, will get you the bike home in the points and look damn cool doing it. Yeah, exactly. That's why it was odd. That's why it was odd that he wasn't on the uh, the Pramac, wasn't it? If yeah, he um... was testing at Mugello. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's right, yeah. And he had the CIV as well, I think, as well. Yeah, and he had the... He was testing at Mugello so he can stick it on the steps this weekend. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> it was all pre-planned. <laughs> Ducati Conspiracy, there we go. Confirmed. Ducati Actually, Italian Mafia Jorge 20, Bautista 20. even hurt. He just sat at home laughing. <laughs> yeah, he's like, hey, I can still get paid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a nice bonus for me. Yeah, yeah sick Yeah. <laughs> right, well, after that incredible Ducati bombshell, to say it again, <laughs> because for some reason every week now I just end it with a bombshell. Like, sorry, Jeremy. This is oh. the first one that's actually been a bombshell, though. Yeah, it's actually been a bombshell. There we go. We've <laughs> created a, a Kawasaki, a Ducati carnage, um, can't think of the word, that's conspiracy wrong. theory. There we go. Ducati conspiracy theory. Jorge Martin's not injured, and they're just <laughs> utilising Pirro in any way they can to be able to get those extra points. Yeah. Even though Jorge Martin could probably win this weekend if he was yeah, out there. Yeah, he's probably good, just yeah. to be dusted down, doesn't he? <laughs> But yeah, so I hope you've really enjoyed this podcast. We kind of went off topic a bit, but it was it's, it was all right. It's good fun, all good. you know. So I'll get to editing this one now, and then you can listen to it tomorrow whenever you listen to it. Because yeah, this is will be on the internet probably forever. So yeah, enjoy, enjoy, and I hope you've enjoyed. And we will be back next weekend with more crap. And I'm sorry I didn't talk about Miller. <laughs> Oh shit, yeah, we didn't talk about Miller. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. <laughs> what have oh, we done? No. Oh no. There's our, there's our Australian fo- I've just lost 7,000 followers on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, what the Australia hell? is just literally just gone. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> They've just broken away from us completely. Two races in a row and you haven't spoken about him. <laughs> oh, Damn it. <laughs> there we are. Well, this then. Well, I've Miller's put, fast. I've put there him we on go. the podium. Done. I've put him on the podium. There we go. What else yeah, you put him on the podium. I think he'll finish fourth. Uh, yeah. There you go, guys. <laughs> Well, thank you for listening and we will see you next time. Bye bye. Thanks guys. Ciao ciao.